Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And I am Ed. And this is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, episode 50. Here we are, Ed. We're 50 episodes in. I can't believe it, man. It's like, and we're almost, we're coming up on that one year mark too. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, the way it has all come together and like all the different things that we've done and with the topics we've gone over, man, tell us, what are your thoughts? Tell us what are your thoughts? Oh, <laughs> it has been interesting. I mean, the, the, the episodes, the research episodes, the figuring out schedules, you know, with you being in the Korean peninsula and actually, so yeah, so with you moving and then me being in the European theater, it has just been, um, it's been an adventure. It has taken some resilience on both of our parts, but you know, as long as we have great listeners out there, I mean, and, and we're having any kind of impact, it's been worth it. Yeah, I mean, and you think about it, not only were, are we in like two totally different geographical locations, but also the amount of work that we also have to do during the day that keeps us busy. Plus, are you still doing school? Uh, let's put it ish on that. Uh, <laughs> well, you're, you have school ish. I'm also doing school. So it's like all these different things that keep that just piled up. And it's almost like, it's almost like you and I have this glutton for punishment. It's like, yeah, let's just pass some more on that plate, you know? So, well, I mean, as we record this, we are on the eve of Veterans Day. And uh, I feel like as veterans, it's one of the things we're taught is to just enjoy the punishment and keep moving forward and working hard. Uh, you, you know, and it's funny that you're saying we're on the eve of Veterans Day, but here we are. This is going to be released a few weeks later. So we're going to be well past what is actually being yeah. released on Veterans Day, which was that Rick Williams and Quentin Furman. Uh, I guess group discussion. I wouldn't really call it an interview. I think it was more of a group discussion that we, I'm telling you, man, what a great episode that was. I'm just, and I'm excited to see like how much further we take this. I mean, you think we're at 50. I can't imagine what 100, well, I'm, I'm planning 100 is going to be another Q and a, but Hey, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see when we get there. Hopefully, uh, you know, uh, might be flying cars by then. Who knows? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the the <laughs> the Rick Williams and uh, Quentin Furman episode was a lot of fun. I mean, man, but we've had a lot of great times this year. We've had some great guests, some interviews. Um, you know, I actually go back and listen to some of the early episodes, and I'm like, oh man, we've come a long way. We've we've done mic changes over the course of the first yeah. fifty episodes. Yeah. So, you know, we've had we've had some. Uh, We've had some milestones. And not to mention, you and I just sat here just a few minutes ago before we even hit record, and we kind of hashed out the rest of the episodes to the beginning of the new year. And I'm excited about getting those knocked out. I mean, everything from the the sibling one you're going to do to the <laughs> the Christmas ones that we're talking about to the New Year's one that we're going to do like right on the 31st. I mean, there's some really good stuff we're going to – plus, on top of that, I, I mean – some of the stuff like your wife gave us a great idea. She put it on the uh, the closed Facebook group page about uh, doing an episode on empathy. I'm like, why haven't we done that yet? You know, why wouldn't we discuss that? I mean, this just and 
I've got a list of, I probably have a list of, I don't know, 65 different topics we can hit upon. And just the other day, I'm sitting there, I was reading something. Uh, actually, General Abrams was, he made a comment about, uh, it was on it was on Twitter, and it, the comment was about uh, how people ask him how he was so successful. And then he said, well, I surround myself by certain types of people. And he had certain key words in there. And I was like, we could do an episode about just those key words and how those make you successful. I mean, it's just, there's so much out there. I'm, I am proud to say that at some point I worked for General Abrams. So now I feel like I was one of those key people, even though I was a private and he had no idea who I was. But now I feel like I was one of those key people he surrounded himself with. I would definitely tell you, uh, if you don't follow him yet on Twitter, try it. He's he's a riot. He he is not scared to put stuff on there that, you know, has meaning, uh, it's motivational, it's just different things. Of course, I mean, I mean, it's General Abrams. Come on. Dog face soldier. That's what he is. Uh, son of the tank. Yeah, exactly. Son of the tank. Yeah. All right, hey, Ed, we've got about 22 questions here. Oh, whoa, whoa. Did I just say 22? I can't believe this. I didn't even realize yeah. that. Did, did you realize that when, when I sent this to you? I sent you, there's a 20 on the one page and then the, the two in the discussion here. Yep. Out of the, that's crazy, man, how that always gets us every time. So we got to do all 22, that means. Man, that's a lot of, of talking. Let's see what we can get to, though. Ah, I think we'll be, I think some of it's going to be short and easy questions. All right. So I'm going to start it off right now. Here we go. What are you curious about right now, Ed? What am I curious? So at this point, this is crazy. At this point in our career, right, both of us over 20, retirement is somewhere in the future. Um, that That's probably what I'm most curious about. I wish – I'm very curious about what – my life with my wife, what what retirement's going to look like for us. So I've always been, you know, I've been curious about that for a few years, probably since I hit the 18 year mark. Um, so we're a few years away from that, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty curious about that. I'm, I'm anxious about it even. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, you know, I, I think, uh, I think you have the right, uh, the right reason to be brother. I mean, you think about it, this, it's been a long path. So, I mean, and then on top of it, this, this show is like opened up a whole new like, gateway of stuff to kind of look into and be like, wow, you know, I really didn't realize that. So yeah. I can definitely tell you my curiosity, it, it seems to change by the week almost. But right now, I think my biggest curiosity is that next duty station I'm going to be going to and, you know, the next job and the type of people I'll be around and how can I probably, you know, definitely be a better influencer and leader in that organization, you know? So definitely, man, that's awesome. Yeah. that I mean, that's a good one too. And that's one of those stressors, right? Like, yeah, I'm in Europe, which I actually heard a rumor. I haven't seen anything in writing that you can now more easily extend to stay in Europe, but I'm in Europe and I know currently it's 36 months and then I'm going to have to go somewhere else. Um, back to the states, or you know, it could be Korea, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, that that's a, that's an anxious moment for us, right? Like I remember, you know, just over a year ago, I was coming to Germany, and I was so curious about like what was it going to be like in Germany, and uh, it's been an amazing experience, and and I'm sure that your experience when you move on will be amazing and awesome, and you'll be back with those great kids of yours and your wonderful uh, your wonderful wife. You know, I was just thinking also something I'm curious about, Ed. 
I'm, I'm curious about that uh, that siblings throwdown. I want to hear that episode. I'm pretty stoked by it, by the way. <laughs> I I am too. I am too. I'm I'm interested in it because uh, the location of recording it is going to be different. Like we're going to be literally traveling with the microphone and recording it in Ireland. So that's going to be uh, unique. Um, and I think that'll be fun uh, as well. So, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to that one, of course. I, I always look forward to Thanksgiving, which I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit. All right. So what's next? You see anything next? Uh, let's see what we get. Well, I mean, I let it. I let into it. Let's do it. Do you have a favorite holiday? And why? So obviously, I just let us into this. So, uh, and, and you're gonna hear a lot about this on the uh, on the sibling episode. You're gonna hear about it. But so my brother and sister and I are stubborn, like our mother and our father, and we went through a patch where we weren't speaking, and it really it all culminated in this sibling throwdown, which has now become an annual event where we all get together for Thanksgiving. Now there have been times where my sister was deployed. So uh, she Skyped in for that. Um, You know, there's last year I wasn't able to make it. We were here in Germany, but we always find a way to like at least talk or, or, you know, video chat and whatever. So Thanksgiving has always been super special to me. Now this year is even more special because we're going to be traveling, but that's not really the reason. The real reason this holiday is so special to me this year is, uh, my nephew, Brayden, was born last year in October. So for Thanksgiving, I wasn't there. So this is my first Thanksgiving with my nephew, Brayden. This is the first opportunity I have as his uncle to plant that seed of the importance of family and this uh, Thanksgiving tradition. And my vision is that one day him and his siblings and his cousins all get together and continue this, you know, well beyond my brother, sister and I, you know, uh, uh, being the host you know what i mean brian so thanksgiving has been super special my siblings and i are very very close and i really feel like this annual thanksgiving thing is a huge factor in that and this is the first year my wife doesn't have to jump through hoops preparing an amazing meal by herself almost <laughs> uh for thanksgiving so yeah it's it's thanksgiving is easily my favorite one and i like both of them but the american thanksgiving for my canadian listeners we do celebrate both <laughs> Uh, hey, so how old is the kid? Uh, Brandon turned one in October, so uh, should be fun. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and we left in October. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's whew, wow. yeah. So I went back home for an unfortunate, um, an unfortunate event, like a death in the family, and I got to meet him. Uh, however, my wife has not had the opportunity to meet the great Braden, who, by the way, he is named after. Uh, the Washington Capitals goalie, Braden Holpe. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. we're, big, we're big hockey fans yeah. in this family. Don't you know? So, yeah, my wife has it. This will be her first. This will be her first opportunity to meet him. But I, I just think that if he can grow up seeing this each year, like we are, we're already planning next year. We're kind of planning next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like uh, it's like the Super Bowl. You know, you're watching the Super Bowl and then they announce next year. The Super Bowl will be held in. Um so that's yeah. kind of where we're at. Like they'll be here, and at some point during the visit, we'll decide. All right, next year you're hosting, and we're all flying or going to you know whichever, whether it be Charlotte or Pennsylvania or back to Europe, uh, whichever route. Uh, so that'll be discussed and decided this year to look forward to next year. But 
Wow. Yeah, it's by far my favorite. How about you, Brian? What's your favorite holiday and why? We share the same holiday, brother. I man, I I've said it a few episodes back. I I've always loved Thanksgiving. It, I mean, I said it before too that Christmas was one of those things that comes and goes, and it's enjoyable. You know, when you have kids, you get to watch them light up and stuff. Or when you were a kid, you know, I remember one year Alf was really big, and I got like an Alf stuffed animal, and I thought that was really cool. But I was much younger. Um, but it's just something about Thanksgiving, man. Ever since I was little, I always loved Thanksgiving. In the beginning, I didn't really realize what it was about, you know, like people getting together, the family being together. Instead, back then, I I just remember the food. I loved all the different foods, just so many different things. And and even now, you know, it's one of those things that I just, I I enjoy getting to taste so many wonderful items. Uh, When we get together with Michelle's family, it's, I mean, it's just a smorgasbord of food and there's always a ton of stuff. And every year, uh, whether it be, the Thanksgiving get together, or we also do a, a Christmas Eve one where we do more like finger foods. But every year, Michelle and I are always like racking our brain. Like we want to try to bring something new, something that we've never had at it before food wise. Pretty much almost every year, her dad won't eat any of the things we bring because it's probably got something green in it. And he, he's really picky. So, but it's just, you know, it's fun. It's fun to get together and just kind of, I guess, veg out unbutton the top button on your pants yeah. and uh, just relax. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely, man. I, so we share, I think we share, see that, and that's what gets me, Ed. Like at some point, I know you do the the siblings throwdown. I I have to get to it at some point. I, I'm, I'm just saying, once it's have, it happens in the state, it's going to have to be a must where like, I'm going to have to come <laughs> and visit during it just because, I, well, I, mean, I don't know, because we share the love of that holiday. You never know, Brian. I mean, I if I have to PCS, I, I never know if I end up in the same location as you. It could be. Like, we've had, man, through the years, we've had <clears throat> a lot of guests um, show up and, you know, invited, whether it be soldiers or coworkers, um, you know, friends who are, you know, single parents um, that just don't travel like that. So they would come to the house. Actually, this year, um, I even – I, half jokingly because I would absolutely open my door, but I had Sergeant uh, Richardson used to work for me or Francis. Now she's a civilian and Francis was talking about coming to Europe. And I said, well, you know, the sibling throwdown is in Europe this year. So um, I, I put that invite. She, she came to several. So the other thing about our sibling throwdown that I'm sure you'll hear again, and you've probably heard we do pajama pants. You're not allowed to wear regular pants on Thanksgiving day. (laughs) So at this point, these siblings of mine and my wife have this idea that we're going out to eat in Ireland in pajama pants. I have not bought in yet. (laughs) I have pajama pants for that reason. Um, I don't know. Oh man. I don't know. Like how the culture will take that. That's my (laughs) argument. Exactly. But that's one of those weird, uh, uh, traditions of our of our Thanksgiving, and they're trying to carry it on. And I mean, I could say, yeah, I'm not doing that, but then honestly, listen, yeah. my siblings and my wife yeah, say, yeah. hey, come on, I'm gonna be like, okay, I will. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, we haven't picked the restaurant <laughs> yet either to host the dinner. I said we should host it at the Guinness yeah. Factory, but I don't think we can have Thanksgiving dinner just based off of some beer from the Guinness Factory. So we might have to 
We might have to relook the location. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. You know, I mean, yeah. have some substance there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the crazy thing is that, like, just the banter back and forth. I, I've never even spoke with your brother or your sister. I've never talked with either one of them. Never on the phone. Never, you know, in person. Nothing like that. But the banter back and forth we have in our league with your brother, I, I enjoy it. Like, I literally just want to, you know, like, totally go after it you know with them and stuff and I, I think because of how i get along with you i think i would get along with them pretty well it'd be fun so and two hey, of us two of us are giving a smackdown on fantasy football too right two of the three of us i feel like did my brother be guys hey, yeah hey you know what i haven't can, uh, haven't looked this week who's in first place overall i didn't look this week i think yeah i think you are but uh what did you tell me about first place hey it's dangerous huh? in this league i'm telling you no, the it's only been like one champion from first place. I'm, I'm trying to tank. I need to tank and get to about fifth place because that's where the title usually comes from. Yeah, this is my week to really tank because I uh, I had to do a bunch of substitutions. But I digress. <laughs> hey, here's the next one. All I right. Like this. I like this one, Ed, because I think this is going to be almost a uh, – I think it's going to be a two-part question for you especially. Here's the Uh-oh. question. Would you say you're more of an extrovert or an introvert? Are you going to answer first or you want me to answer? <laughs> I, I, I'm, what do you want? Hey, man, give it. Go. So I, this, everybody, know, everybody that knows me knows exactly what I am. I am both. I am both. I'm 100%. At work, I'm 100% a, a, you know, extrovert, more outgoing, more social person. At home, I have gotten a lot better, and I think my wife would even give that to me-ish. Like, you know, like we drove yesterday. We went to a... Uh, so Christmas markets are the big rage up in, in Europe, and uh, they have a market right now uh, about an hour and some change from here. But it's not a Christmas market, but it's really a Christmas market. Like we went to it um, yesterday with some friends, and we socialized. You know what I mean? So I'm getting better at being more extroverted in my personal life, but on the norm, I am not. In fact, I'm going to lunch or going to dinner tonight with one of my coworkers. In previous years, that probably would not have, eh, probably wouldn't have happened depending on who the person was. So that's one of my areas of improvement. My wife's always wanted me to improve on being a little bit more sociable uh, in my our personal life. And I am with her. <laughs> but, yeah, I am both. Uh, professionally, when I put that uniform on, I'm very much an extrovert. Um, I'm also more assertive in uniform as us in my civilian side. I'm more of an introvert and I'm a lot more passive. So, yeah, it's like, but I'm also a Gemini. So in fairness, I, you know what? I think you're, I think you're converting. I'm trying, <laughs> but I'm a Gemini. So I'm allowed to have the, the two sides, right? Like that's what we're known for uh, by our Zodiac sign. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I, I, I seen a, I've seen a conversion of you kind of sort of, you know, like, even over the past few years, I mean, shoot, we've known each other for, I don't know, five, year, five six years now? Probably five yeah. years. Like, we've known known each other probably four and a half, but like like a solid five to six years. And I think I've seen, I've seen uh, you're converting over. You're, you're becoming more comfortable with being uncomfortable, which, by the way, I had a good friend of mine. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he listens to the show, uh, John Bonilla. He, a great guy. Love the guy to death. Uh, actually, he is at the next duty station I'm going to, and him and his wife. He's older than I. He's by a couple of years. He and his wife are expecting another child. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Like, hey, 
Hey, I, I congrats to oh, them, man. I, I'm I'm happy that they're populating the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I can't remember if this is this is number four or number five, but it's somewhere in there. <laughs> well, so. so you say I'm you say I'm converting, Brian, but so part of it is this show. Like, you know, the charisma was it the charisma yes. myth when we were talking about just striking up a random conversation uh with people and, and we we attempted that. So those are the things that this show you know is doing for me so hopefully it's the same impact it's having on our listeners because i very much can a little it's a little easier to strike up a conversation now in the environment i'm in it's a little more difficult right because if i go to the restaurant i gotta figure out if they speak english or german or you know what i mean so it's a little bit more difficult but i still can attempt and and i think that's the impact this show has had over me over the last 50 episodes honestly and and that's exactly that's why i think it that's why I say it's a conversion type thing. You know, you're you're building up. You you were at one point not as open and vocal, but now you are. So I mean, hey man, it's rocking, brother. Yeah, it's just part of my uh, lifelong learning process. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is, man. So that was a good one, Brian. What about you? So you already said Let's... you're pretty much what? Yeah, we, we know that. I'm extrovert <laughs> all day long. I yeah, I'm extrovert. I, I've been I've been an extrovert for a very long time. I would definitely say high school football made me that back in the 90 the early to or I'd say late to mid to late 90s. That's it just it helped me kind of break out of my mold. Hey, listen, I got to be more vocal, be this person. It was always in there. I just <laughs> never let it do it. Now, shoot. I walk into any room and talk to anybody. I don't mind. Yeah, it doesn't no, bother it, me. That's interesting. So, all right. All right. What, what's so is it my turn? Yeah, I'm giving myself a softball. <laughs> yeah, what's another good question we have on this list? What is your favorite thing about your current job? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going. So we're going. I'm going. Uh, I'm deep diving more than my military job. Which, first of all, again, even Veterans Day as we record this, and it's going to come out sometime uh, later. But, um. Being in the military means everything to me. I love the idea of serving people um, and, and doing a job to help people, whether it be, you know, I've done deployments for humanitarian aid. I've done, obviously, Operation Enduring Freedom and Iraqi Freedom. So for the military side, I, I enjoy that. Now, my current job, I enjoy two things. I enjoy the travel, like, because I have the opportunity to travel uh, you know, all over Europe, at least once a month, if not twice a month. But the other thing goes back to the question we just was talking about, Brian. One of the things I enjoy is the opportunity to be an extrovert and more sociable, but with people from other countries and cultures. I like watching. So we've talked about before being people watchers. I like to see how a German Lieutenant Colonel responds when he walks in the room. What's he do? What's his technique? What? How's he greet people? Does he greet everybody? Does he only greet his rank or below? Does he only greet people that's senior to him? So I like that aspect of it, of watching the different cultures and, and you know, how they interact. So those two things are really big for me in my current, uh, my current assignment. How about you, Brian? What is your favorite thing about your current job? But tell us overall. First, you got to go military, and then you can deep dive. 
All right. Um, so military-wise, I think it allowed me to kind of uh, develop the person I am. I really do. Like uh, when I say that, I mean is in leadership. Like that, I don't know. There's something about it. For instance, I could have I could have tried to go and become an officer. I could have tried to uh, just put in a pack and become a warrant officer. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's people out there right now who do that. And I'm totally, I support them 100%. But staying enlisted and being a senior enlisted person in the United States, it's just, there's something about it that's so, I don't know, amazing. And it's so, uh, it's just so satisfying. And just the things that we do and we get to do, I mean, we get to travel around the world. All of, obviously, some of the times we go, it's not for good reasons. Uh, but I, I never saw myself. I'm not joking, Ed. When I think about this, in high school, I didn't see myself sitting in a foreign country doing some type of important role or, or, or job or whatever. I, I just didn't see that, you know. Uh, but I guess Army-wise, it's just awesome to serve. Um, and, then, and then the connections you make. Like, phew, man. And I'm not just talking about the ones you make in the service. It's the people that you meet and you didn't even know they serve until they come up and they congratulate you or say something to you because they seen you in uniform. And then they say, yeah, well, you know, I'm really proud to be one of your brothers or something like that. And then you find out that they did, they went to Nam or this or yeah. that. And, and you get to learn something about them that not everyone gets to learn about them because they're not always going to talk to somebody else about it. It's just like that feel, that's just awesome. Um, it is. So it, it absolutely is. It, Exactly. I mean, you just said to me, you just said to me before we got started, you have a new Facebook friend. Who is your new Facebook friend? Uh, my new Facebook friend is Helen Ayers Patton, the granddaughter of General George S. Patton. Um, met her at a, at a ball last year. And uh, yeah, so she's my, my new Facebook friend. So pretty much I'm I'm like besties. But you, with her. No, I'm not really. But I did yeah. meet her. And she's a very wonderful yeah. person. She does a lot of work for the Patton Foundation. She does a lot of work with those veterans that are still around from World War II. And those are the key things that, you know, so she's a great connection to that because, I mean, I've gone, uh, I don't know if I said on the show, but I had to go, why did I have to go? I volunteered to go to the airport. And help World War II veterans who are doing a tour over here for anniversaries that are going on this year. And I went to help them just basically you got their baggage and put it on the bus. And if they were in a, if they were in a wheelchair, you could push them in their wheelchair. They had a lot of like the golf cart things you see in the airport carrying them around. And then you got to help them get up so that they could go like, you know, use the latrine before their bus ride. But you also got like, probably about 30 minutes of interaction just to chat with them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Crucial. Like that generation and, and, and the things they say is, is pretty funny too. Of course you get away from a little yeah. more when you're over 80 or 85. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and then we got another one coming up uh, about two months from now. Well, yeah, about two months from now. No, not quite. Is the 75th anniversary of the battle of the bulge in Bastogne, Belgium. So, you know, oh, I will be man. up in that vicinity. I'm going up there. Yeah. So now we're talking not just these veterans, but 101st guys like you and I, Brian, and, and where they fought and where General Patton came and relieved them. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting. I, I, I like the veteran community, though. 
I'm so jealous, man. I so would love to go there with you. That's just <laughs> awesome. Uh, but l- let me let me tag the last part that you had. Uh, you said my current job. So I would definitely say my current job is very satisfying. Or wh- my favorite part about it is the responsibility that I have to be there for all those soldiers. And then I have a large number of them. And it's, you know, when they achieve something and they say, you know, they just say thank you to you. I mean, even that, like that is like, that's really gratifying, you know, Um I took on this job. We had we got about 15 people that couldn't pass our APFT. Currently, we have three. One of them was a recent failure. So to tell you the truth, of the 15, there are two left. Uh, then we added, you know, added the one and then but and to tell you the truth, I truly believe one of those two about to take a PT test this uh, this coming up week and that person is going to pl- pass with flying colors i know i know she will so um it's but it's just feeling. super gratifying man <laughs> yeah you know yeah. that you're helping somebody do something better for themselves you know and and see that fight in them i it's nothing like seeing the fight in the soldier i love it so but yeah that's uh that's definitely uh, my answer favorite thing about my current job all right here we go what is your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant, Ed? Hometown restaurant. Oh, come on. I'm a Maryland guy. So if we're going hometown, right? I'm from Maryland. We are known to have the best, the best crabs in the entire world. Like, come on, Maryland blue crabs. So if I went to a restaurant, I'm probably going to get, if I can't get <laughs> hard shell crabs, I am getting crab cakes. Uh, I do not like soft shell crabs. I just can't get by the texture and, and what they are. But I do like uh, a good, meaty, real meat crab cake. Not that imitation garbage uh, with some a little bit of Old Bay. Oh, man. Man, you're making me hungry, Brian. Mm. But, yeah, as a Maryland mm-hmm. guy, the other thing that is very uh, that is very unique to the region where I'm from is chicken wings. But it's not the chicken wings. It's the sauce. So there's a sauce. If you're from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, it's called Mambo Sauce. It's so good. Um, it's like a, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a spicier, sweet and sour kind of. Uh, but, yeah, chicken wings and Mambo Sauce is also a big thing for me when I if I go home and go to the Chinese restaurants because that's where you get that at. So, But I would my number one would be crabs, mm. some kind of crab, crab cake, hard shell crabs, a dozen crabs, two dozen crabs, whatever. But definitely crabs. And for you, Brian? That's funny. Well, <laughs> we share another love, brother. We share another love for seafood. You, you also I love, love Maryland love crabs? Uh, no. Nope. Which is also like, what you guys are like known for. <laughs> Maine lobster. And I said it correctly, lobster. Um, With yeah, the A, man, okay. I, I, love, oh, I love anything that has Maine lobster in it. Uh, you, you name it, I love it. it. But I don't have a particular favorite hometown restaurant, I guess you could say, um, because it's, you know, I, I just not, nothing in particular strikes me. But if I can get a good lobster roll somewhere, man, all day long. Oh, that, matter of fact, as a matter of fact, while we were in Disney World, uh, it was crazy. My wife, because uh, we got to select some restaurants up front and get to go to them. While we mm-hmm. were there, one particular day, no joke, Ed, all three of my meals had lobster in it. All three. And I purposely, <laughs> I, I, had, I had checked I the menus prior. <laughs> I don't either. I had, 
I had lobster at breakfast. I had lobster at lunch and I had lobster at dinner and I loved it, man. It's just, just something about good lobster. And I don't, that's the thing, man. I don't get to eat it that much. I really don't because you know, mm-hmm. where we live in Tennessee and now where we're about to move in Colorado, it's not like I'm gonna, you know, it's not a, that's not a big market there. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely something. So yeah. I, I share a I share a passion for seafood with you because there are other things too from the sea that I, I enjoy scallops I love crabs and all that stuff but it's something about just the lobster that is my favorite. Okay, well, and you know it's too because with seafood I feel like you can really tell when it's not fresh. So like I can't eat crabs if I'm in Tennessee because there's no way it's fresh. You already know it's not fresh, and you'll see these restaurants these restaurants and they'll say Maryland crab cakes. You're like, come on, yeah, frozen. Maryland crab cakes, maybe. So yeah, I, I don't usually uh, mess with. Actually, there's a place here that sells Maryland crab cakes in Germany, and I know they're not fresh. Um, you know, you said restaurant. Oh, no so I, if I, I, I miss the restaurant, so the restaurant my sister took me to, and I'm not even 100 percent certain this restaurant's still there. She took me to this restaurant. It's called Gilligan's on the Pier. It is so good because at the time when we went, she can order all you can eat shrimp. I can order all you can eat crab and we can share, you know, some all you can eat. So like, no, you got to eat yours and they got to eat theirs. Um, But no, at Gilligan's on the pier, you could share. Well, if you sit outside, you're literally on the water, on the bay. You can look out and you got the water there and you got a beach with volleyball courts and they got like tiki bars. And it was a nice like back in the cut place. I have not been there in many years. Um, and my, cause my wife doesn't eat shellfish. So that's the other problem. I can't really take her when we go, but yeah, that would be the restaurant. Crabs would be the meal, Brian. Wow. That's awesome, brother. Yeah. So that was a good yeah. one. Yeah. I see we're staying at the, uh, right now it's your turn. Pick one, pick one of those ones. Yeah. I notice we're staying in the top 10 right now, uh, with all of our questions. So I'm just going to drop down first one that my eyeballs Maybe. lays onto. Uh, hey, what Ed, before are we go any further? Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, before we go any further, because you and I both have uh, messages, you know, different things we wanted to read also oh. throughout, and I think this would be a good point to kind of hit upon one. Um, I had two. You had one that you wanted to read. We read. I read the one before, but I got this one I wanted to read. Um, and I took he he actually sent me a couple different messages, so I kind of okay. put them all together. Like they they were all through message Facebook Messenger, but I, it just kind of kind of resonates with me. Um, and for those of you listening, like sometimes that's what happens. Like Ed or I will receive a message from somebody. And a lot of times it's sparked from something we've said on a podcast and you, you'll see why. All right. So here it is. And I'm not going to say who this is, but I guarantee you that individual, when he hears me read it, he'll know it was him. Uh, I'm digging the podcast. Probably the most impact I had was my time with you in the first arm position as we shut down 159. I, I notice correcting leaders in front of their soldiers is something that you really evolved in in the time I was around you. In episode 32, you mentioned talent management, or Ed did, but that was one thing I learned from you, which was to use my people to help me in my own weaknesses, for instance, writing, and learn from them on how to do it. You literally taught me that was what I was good at and to focus on that. So yeah, this guy, uh, I, I just thought, I thought it was a great point. I was trying, 
and I and I specifically remember talking to him about it. he's a he's a networking guy. He's really good at networking people, putting people together, and just he's really good at also just kind of figuring out who knows who so we can connect that that connect those dots. And I told him, I said, man, I said, you're you're he often would try, he used to try to like it seemed like he would try to uh do things that was kind of out of his wheelhouse, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I said, man, you know, you're really good at this. Why don't you really concentrate on that more? So now it's him looking at other people's talents and then connecting them to the right job or the right person or whatever. And that's what he tries to do. And it really made me happy. I mean, he went on, he's, he did a few different things. He actually, not too long ago, um, actually rather recently, uh, over the past few months, he did a, a, a massive breast cancer awareness motorcycle ride down in the Alabama, Florida area, which was really, really cool. I mean, just to put that together and to get sponsors out there and to, and, and basically, you know, kind of bring awareness to it, which is a very, very important issue. Uh, but it's just the fact that he did that and he, he explained to me, you know, how he used that ability to do networking to put the event together. And, and I thought, man, that's just, what a great message he sent me. And, and he still sends me messages all the time. So I just want to say, hey, thanks for uh, the message. Yeah. You ready, Ed? Yeah, yeah. These messages mean a lot. So this message I'm going to read is from a young man. And, uh, you know, we call I call him Huey or we call him a lot of things, but I call him Huey. But so with this young man, <clears throat> we were at Fort Hood, my wife and I, and give you a little backstory. <clears throat> and I had just come back from deployment. I did not know this young man yet. And they gave him to me to work in my section. He was a mechanic, but they're going to have him do logistics with me instead. And he he was a younger guy. But what ends up happening is, you know, we bowl together. We play video games together. It starts to evolve into like this uh, um, kind of surrogate um, parental figure for him. Uh, both of us, you know, and and it was good because he at the time, you know, he was by himself. He had left home. He missed home, which was the beautiful island of Hawaii. And uh, one of the things before his, you know, this message means a lot. But one of the other things, his mom once thanked us for looking after him. So, we, you know, he is one of the ones I, I early as an early leader, I crossed the line and kind of he was more of a friend than my soldier. But he was pretty good at, at separation. So he is also the one that gave me my nickname, which has stood the test of time still around. Uh, he, he used to call me. So in personal time, he would call me big nasty and at work, he would still call me Sergeant. Uh, and and it comes from being in the field and and entrapped in a van. Uh, it was raining. We were sleeping in this van and I had too much of that chocolate milk that doesn't (laughs) expire. And I had some, I had some intestinal issues and some flatulence and he ended up wanting to sleep in the rain rather than stay with me. And this is where the big nasty comes from. And then we bowled. So, you know, I'm a bigger guy and we bowled. So end up being my little, uh, my moniker for bowling and, uh, and it's just carried through time. But, uh, this guy taught me to be a leader as my subordinate. He was one of my early challenges. It was him and another guy named Pagan and, and another soldier. Her name was Wallace. And they taught me because, like I said before on earlier episodes, you know, 
hey, you're in charge. Here's these people. Oh, there was another guy, Gotai. He's a, he got out the army. But so those guys taught me how to be leaders, and they weren't trouble soldiers. Thank goodness, right? Like these aren't, uh, you know, DUIs and beaten spouses, and they has their own individual unique challenges. But so when I make the list for master sergeant recently to be promoted to master sergeant. Uh, Huey sent me this message, and, and I really like to read it. So it says, hate to get all mushy, but it's been a long time coming. You are hands down the foundation that slowly created the man I've become today. I know it's a pain in the butt, but I never got to thank you for putting up with me and taking me in all those years ago. Words can never express how grateful I will always be and how I will be forever in debt to you. For all you have done and taught me. This occasion is truly joyous one. And I wish you the best. I couldn't think of a better person. Big Sarge. And friend to hold the prestigious rank of Master Sarge. Congratulations again. Big Nasty. And he, that's how he would say yeah. it too. Nasty. Uh, <laughs> but he was just a. So I think what happened with him Brian. Is he was just such a good kid. Um, he ended up getting out of the military. Um, much later he had to get med boarded. And he is in, the, I believe he's in actually the Fort Carson area now. He's probably working contract on post. So you may even run across this show, man. But the words in that message, to me, what it meant was, this is recognition. Like, Huey hasn't worked for me since 2007, 8. So we're talking, you know, 10, 11 years at least. Or 11, 12 years at least. And I think him to take time to type a message like that, uh, it meant a lot. And I can tell you that every, maybe not every year. I think it's every year though. I'm going to go every year. My wife will correct me. He calls my wife or messages my wife to wish her a happy mother's day every year. Like this is the impact he had on us and the impact we had on him. So yeah, it's an excellent message, Brian. Very, uh, I was very happy to receive it. And hopefully one day, you know, him and I'll cross paths again. That's awesome, man. I, I just, I love it. I, I love when people, you know, reach out and say stuff. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's, there may be some self gratification there with it. Like, you know, it's just nice to hear, but at the same time, it's nice to know that some, somebody's doing really well and they wish best on people. All right. So I have one more Ed and this one, this is kind of cool, man. I mean, I, I'm going to read about it and stuff, but it's just, so basically to give you an idea, I've got this guy, uh, he's, he's in the medical field here, and he went home on leave not too long ago, and he just got back. While he was home on leave, this is what he wrote. He says, um, my daughter, 15 years old, <laughs> listens to podcasts, and I gave her your info while I was on leave, and here's what she said to me yesterday. This is, this is what this young lady says. She says, I'm listening to your guy's podcast right now, and it's super good. I was trying to listen to one the other day, but it was kind of <laughs> boring. But this one I'm listening to is about influencing being integrity. So I want to know what, first thing, I want to know what uh, one she felt was boring. Yeah. Just please let me know. Uh, she'll know that if she still listens, she'll know what we were talking about her. And, uh, and she'll know also that her dad's name, last name is Diaz. Uh, <laughs> I'll put that out there too. But, you know, I just, th- that's a 15 year old young lady. Yeah. Right, that that's a fifteen year old listening to a podcast about becoming better, and this is this is what I wrote back to him when he sent me the message. I love the brutal honesty opinion. Thanks for the support. That is awesome. The future of our country is the hands of our children. So 
We can only hope they find their personal influences and then become a great one themselves. The fact that your 15-year-old is seeking knowledge like this says a ton about her. I bet she is a natural leader, especially because she is your daughter. You know, I mean, that's that's what I wrote back to him. But it's just messages like that, man. You know, like he didn't have to send that to me or anything. And like she was really, I mean, they were really in tune uh, with, she's she liked the show. So that's what he says. So, I mean, I'm Hey, yeah, that's remember what we said before. If it reaches one person, that's all that matters. And it seems like we're reaching more than one, buddy. Yeah, it's crazy too because I would not have, uh, you know, that's not the exact age of the audience I thought we would have, but I, I love the brutal honesty uh, of her too. And, you know, not only would I, I'd like to know, not only, you know, which episode was it she thought was kind of boring, but what was it? What did, what did she think we could have done better? Uh, you know, we did an AR episode. Yeah, what, what, what could we have done better to yeah. improve it so we can avoid that and keep her as a good listener for us? So that's a challenge. If you're that 15 year old girl, you know who you are that that reached out to your dad and told about that. Hey, send us a message on the closed Facebook group. You know how to find it. One zero one influence. Come and and just say, hey, Ed and Brian. It was me. Uh, this is what I thought. Tell us what you think. It does not hurt our feelings whatsoever. I love brutal honesty. Ed loves it too. And what we're all we're yep. gonna do is try to make things better from there. That's all we want to do. We, I'm not. I don't care. You tell me it was it was a worst sounding show ever, Brian. You should shut <laughs> up. Okay, gotcha. I mean, I may not shut up, but hey, whatever. All right, Ed. Are you ready to get back into those questions, man? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, Let's go. Since we came out of that, that that longer discussion, let's go. I'll go with something a little easier now. Um, are you more of a work to live or a live to work type person? Ooh, that's a man. That's a. Are you more of a work to live or a live to work? I I think it's a day to day for me, bro. I really do. I, I that's. I can't say I do either, just just one side. Really? I mean, some days I feel like some days I feel like I'm just working to live, and then there's other days it's like I literally love working so much that I live to work. I it just I think on my on, I th- I, this is what I'd say on bad days I'm work to live because I'm just there because I have to be, but on good days I'm live to work. I guess that's that whole optimism pessimism type look for me. Um, most days I would definitely say live to work. Because I, lo- I love going to a job and doing something and hopefully making things better. But that's that one's tough, bro. Yeah. Like, well, it's hard to kind of like identify it for me. So, and I think I interpret it a little bit differently than you. So, I'm, I'm work to live. I work to provide for my family and survive. I was a live to work. Like, that's all I cared about is what did I need to do in the office? Working late, working on Saturday. So, I'm, I'm looking at maybe at a different lens than you. Uh, when I was a junior leader, I would go in on Saturdays and work in the office for a couple of hours and not realizing that, you know, when I it was taken away from my family, which is where I say work to live. That's to me, work to live, in my opinion, is more of a focus on living your life, being with your family, those things. So I just look at it a different lens, which is interesting. Uh, but your, your point makes complete sense too. Uh, you know, from the way you're looking at it, but yeah, that, that's when I read it, that's how I looked at it. Um, I, wow. Yeah. I yeah. looked at the live to work as that guy that that's all they care. Cause there's people out there and I've, I've 
I work with people like that now. They will work, you know, 14, 15 hour days. They will go home and work. They'll take their computer and work on weekends. And um, the value added from all of that is not significant enough that it's worth compromising time with your loved ones, in my opinion. So that's I I just looked at it different. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I got a good one for you. Here it is, man. Ready? Yeah. You just finished an interview for your dream job and happen to find a lottery ticket on the ground that will pay you $10 million. What oh, do you boy. Do? That's, 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 uh, hmm. you, I just got interviewed for my dream job. Well, it doesn't say I got the job for the dream job. I just finished an interview. Uh, so yeah, so that's easy. That's easy. And I don't, I, I know what this person meant. But I'm going to use the loophole that I have found and say, I'm going to wait to find out the results of that interview before I make a decision. <laughs> loophole. I like it. No, I mean, that that's, that's actually pretty close to my answer that I kind of come up with. Really yeah. is. Loophole. So, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, in the same manner, I to me, I'm one of those people like, I want to see if I get the job. If I got the job, I will keep with it until I no longer like doing it. And then I just, I'll be done. But yeah. in my uh, two so weeks, I'll thing- be done because I got the money to do what I want. What do you now do I'm with looking the money, at it. I'm looking at it a little bit different now, Brian. So now I'm going to talk about the money. Depending on what that dream job is, yeah, maybe I start my own business doing that same thing that that company does using that $10 million, I get a startup. So, you know, if it's something, I don't know, I'm just looking at, if it's microphone manufacturing is my dream job to work at, just because I'm looking at the microphone, maybe I start my own microphone manufacturing company out of that $10 million. Mm. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Mine went a little bit different. Because I also thought the same thing, man. I also thought about, okay, well, what would I do with the money? Um, so I know, and and in today's society, it's like they people say, oh, ten million is not ten million is not that much. Well, you know what? If I live the lifestyle I live now, it's going to last me for quite a while. You know, uh, of course, they say it's hard to do. Yeah, that. no, absolutely. Um, five of it goes, yeah, five five mil uh, right off the bat goes to uh, autism awareness and foundation to mm. help you know, whatever it is to me, right off the bat, 5 million. It, yeah, it's okay. it's automatic. I, I can't do anything else. I won't. I, I It's going to go two and a half gets invested uh, to, to live, you know, basically you make investments to live off of the other two and a half. Um, Michelle and I, we kind of do what I want as long do as, as we want with it. Uh, as long as we just don't uh, get ourselves into crazy debt, you know? Uh, so I guess, yeah, that's kind of how that's the way I see so basically it. Basically, but then it. again, you know, that's what you're saying with the last. Yeah, part. we're gonna enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah, 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 enjoy it. But I mean, and if we don't, if we don't spend it all on something, then hey, it goes in the bank, and we start, and we start living off it type of thing. But yeah, that's how I see it, man. Hmm. That's interesting. I did, I did not itemize like you did uh, at all, but yeah, I think I would just think <laughs> I would start the business that I want the job at for myself. Now I'd be yeah. the boss. <laughs> um, <laughs> what you've always wanted to be. Yeah, sure. 
So I'm gonna give you this is an easy one for me. All right. Uh I, I think it might be for you, but I'm I'm gonna give you my answer and then we'll let that marinate. But I'm going with what are the best resources that have helped have helped you along the way? And uh this is really easy. This is uh two words. My soldiers. I, d- I don't, you know, we just, you're, you're lying. Yeah. We just read this. You're thing. lying. We read the thing from Huey, right? And like I said, Huey, Pagan, Wallace, Gotai, I am not the leader I am, especially them because they were like my first soldiers. I'm not the leader I am today. Oh, wow. I'm not the person I am today without those soldiers uh, providing the foundation of challenges for me. So yeah, my soldiers were the best resources that helped me along my way. I, you know what, man? I wish this is what we should have done. We should have wrote these down and then yeah. sent them to each other. This is a, the reason why is it is my first response to that yeah. was the soldiers. Yeah. That was my response exactly, man. Because that's, I mean, you think about it. That is the best resource you can have. And, yeah. and, and, and let's just say this way. What if we were in a, some type of a nice corporation that took as good a care of us as the service has? Then I would say, it would be my team members or the team members or the the employees of that organization. Yeah. People are the best resource you could ever have. I truly, and, and that's the whole, to me, that's the whole thing about the instinctive influencer thing, man. Because not only do we try to influence them, they try to influence us or they do influence us and sometimes don't realize it. But the people, people are an amazing resource that always keeps coming back. No matter what, it, it's not like it's a, to me, you know, like some resources, they end, uh, you know, uh, you run out of them, but with people, it's just, especially if you do the right things and you treat them the right way and you make them feel important. It's an amazing resource that just keeps regenerating. It's awesome, dude. Good, yeah. good answer, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm on Family Feud now. Good answer. Good answer. Copyright <laughs> Family Feud. Not well, as 100 people, 94 said the people. <laughs> All right. Here we go. What do you think your unique skill is that has helped you become successful? So now this isn't about this isn't about a resource. Ooh. This is about your unique skill. Do I have? Yeah. I this is about you now. I don't know that I have a unique skill. Uh, so I'm going to steal from you. And although I did not ever identify this as a thing, I'm going to say my charisma. I'm going to say based off of what you said to I me after our trip to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, I'm going to say based off of the three-part charisma myth episodes that, yeah, my skill that has helped me become successful um, is my charisma. I love it, man. That's I I couldn't agree I couldn't I won't disagree with that I think that's exactly your that's your skill your unique skill man. <laughs> yeah so what's your unique skill Brian it's helped you to become successful I think quick thinking and problem solving and and those two mesh together it's not Ooh. like it's not a uh, to me it's not something that they uh, is separated I'm talking about those those things are put together quick thinking and problem solving together. To me, that's like one skill. It it's just it's allowed me to kind of like gain respect, so to speak, from seniors, peers, subordinates, uh, and it helps me display. It helps <laughs> me display that I can display that talent, and people are like, wow, I didn't, yeah, wow, he's able to do that. Wow, that's awesome. So that's that's what I feel like. 
I, yeah. Okay. I I can see it. I can definitely see it. Because uh, I mean, I've seen I've seen it in action working with you. So yeah, that's excellent. That's all right. Um. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Mm. Drum roll, please. No. This is a this is a good one. Pretend you are a CEO of a major company. What are your top three priorities? And since I know that this is kind of in your wheelhouse, I'm going to go ahead and answer first so that you can give an answer that just really outshines mine. However, you just you just provided my first one in, in your last in, uh, your response, not the last one, the one before people. Yes. People are my first priority. All right. Because again, without people, I mean, they're our number one resource. All right. So my second priority is growth through leader development, which then allows us to better take care of our people. And then uh, the third one, I really had a hard time coming up with a third one. So I just went long-term vision for the company. Like, you know, where do I see the company going? Where do I see my people going? Where's our focus? So I would say people growth through leader development and then long-term vision. Mine, I guess I you'd, you'd say mine are kind of the similar ones, brother. Really? Um, I would think investing. Yeah, okay. investing, building, and uh, trusting. Investing, building, and trusting. So I'd invest in the people. Mm-hmm. I'd build upon what they already know. And then I'd trust them to do their job and to not become a micromanager. Okay. Right. So those those would be like those would be three things that I would want people to know. Hey, listen, I'm going to invest in you, I'm going to build in you, and I'm going to trust in you. And I th- I think those um those are like those are what's going to help because you said it and I've said it both. And I think this can translate over into the civilian sector. Put the people first and then the mission will happen. You know, put the employees first and then they'll get the job done. So invest, build and trust. So if I invest in you, I build I build you up to whatever you need, and I trust you to get it done. I see no reason why I uh, can't be successful. So you helped me with that third one that I struggled with uh, through trust. I one of my yeah. things, one of my priorities would be extreme ownership to the lowest level. Everybody mm-hmm. take responsibility yes. for your actions. We're going back to our man Jocko. But yeah, when you said that, as soon as you said trust, I was like, that's my third one. Extreme ownership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even before Jocko, we could take it back to uh take to Lieutenant Colonel Moore. Uh, <laughs> my man. His, I mean, he's he pretty much he's I mean, he's pretty much the one who's he was saying it before, and, and people were probably saying it before him, even is that decentralized command, because that's kind of what it is too, right? Yep, absolutely. That's that's very much what it is. It's uh, in fact, I think it's part of uh, extreme ownership. It's in the book. It's in the book. Oh, that's back to the book. Well, you know what I meant. <laughs> exactly. I hate softball. I got a softball pitch for you, brother. All right. I hope so. What is your playlist like right now? Oh, man. All right. First, I want my audience. I'm actually going to open up my Amazon Music, and I'm going to look at the most recent thing I have. But I want the audience to not be so judgy. All right. <laughs> All right. So the last two stations that I listened to on, or I'll give you the last three stations I listened to on Amazon Prime, which I listened to the Amazon Prime quite a bit, Metallica, 
which is a it's kind of a mix. You'll have some Ozzy Osbourne. You'll have a lot of the older, you know, metal. Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I got the Taylor Swift station. So you get a little pink Taylor Swift, that kind of stuff. And then uh, the 21 Pilots station, which is pretty good, too. I find myself singing a lot of songs. I really my one of my guilty pleasure songs is that blurry face by 21 Pilots. I really like that song and I really love Heathens. But with the playlist, you get music similar to uh those things so um that's why i kind of like the i like the playlist on amazon so those are the last three that i have listened to so you know and and really the metallica one so yesterday i did a good heavy uh back workout and so now you're talking like metallica rage against the machine acdc ozzy osborne like i said um, some stuff I skip. Mm. I usually skip oh, stuff like yeah. Pantera and Slipknot. That's not really my thing. Alice in Chains, um, Nirvana, that type of stuff. So, yes, those are the three that I've listened to most recently. And I can also tell you those are probably the three that I listen to the most. And then if you rate your songs on Prime, like give it a thumbs up or thumb down, they have another playlist that's called My Soundtrack, and it'll play those things similar to things you've given the thumbs up to. And that one's pretty cool, too. So there you go. Oh man, <laughs> this oh, should be interesting, hey, Brian. I'm about to, I'm about to break yours down. I break mine down, not yours. I'm about to break mine down. I got 19 songs on this one playlist. I actually, and you're gonna hate the name of it. The name of the playlist. Oh boy, it's it's literally just called CrossFit. <laughs> so here's my here's my here's my CrossFit playlist, and I listen to this probably once a day this playlist i don't listen to all of it but and there's edited versions uh that i listen to because uh, some of these songs um those of you listening some of these songs may have explicit lyrics in them so you can pull the <laughs> on uh the edited version here we go it's 19 songs here you go bugatti by ace hood not afraid by eminem alive by little john out of your mind by little john going bad by meek mill back in black by acdc Turn Down for What by DJ Snake, which has Little John in it. Sweet Dreams by Weezer. Nice for What by Drake. We Ready by Archie Eversole. Till I Collapse by Eminem. Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. We Will Rock You by Queen. Low Life by Future. Can't Hold Us by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Get Ready by Pitbull with Blake Shelton. Here I Go Again by White Snake. Rolling in the Deep, Adele, and Click, Click, Boom by Saliva. That is my, that is like my, I totally, like, (laughs) I put that playlist on, man. I get to work in the gym, and I go crazy, bro. Like, that's just, that's my thing. That is the most random, all over the place playlist. That's what you call it, random all over the place. Because that's what that is. You are. (laughs) It, It is. I mean, the only thing you need a little, you get a little jazz in there, maybe some country in there. You'll be good to go, man. A little Florida Georgia line in there, and you can have all the genres. Like, <laughs> but it's all about. I haven't found you. one yet that keeps me. Yeah. <laughs> well, so for us, like, because we like to work out and stuff, it's about what you know what gets you going. But then for me, it's a mood thing too. And we talked about that uh, way back on the music episode. It's a mood thing. It's what's my current mood yes. right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. 
Sometimes I don't want to listen to music at all. I'll throw on an audio book. I finished We Were Soldiers Once and Young again uh, this week, actually, on audio book. Uh, I can tell you, I can tell you, uh, Ed, yesterday, because I told you yesterday I did a PR on my front squats. I started this front squats at one point. I was I was around 225, and then I was starting to jack it up. I started like that, those, those PRs with Here I Go Again by White Snake. I listened to that song twice. I literally, cause that's how pumped that got me. I was like, you know, I'm like in my mind, I'm like, here I go again on my own, you know, just like going to town in my brain, just like, I'm going to do this on my own, you know, type thing. But that's it, bro. It's like, there are some things that I need a good soothing Adele song to, cause she can just, she just keeps me in that rhythm. You know, and there are other things I just need to feel it and just go after it, man. So I'm trying yeah, to think, what I know exactly one... what you mean. So for me, if I'm going to listen to something multiple times, I'm doing a heavy, I'm going for a PR on whatever event, right? Squat, bench, uh, deadlift, whichever. I'm probably going either Metallica Fuel or yes, uh, probably Metallica Battery. I like those two songs um, to really get you like fired up. Now, in between sets you may even catch me do a little unforgiven by metallica to just clear my mind get myself focused um but yeah definitely metallica fuel and battery are like those hard drum hard hitting i am going to crush this 180 pound pr on the squat <laughs> he said 180 pounds whatever man what, 180 pounds in each hand with one foot on the ground you're doing single leg squats aren't you <laughs> yeah. yeah all right i'm right, a man all right you ready get it this is a good one i got i have a good one uh what do you wish you had known when you started out what do you wish you had known when you started out? See, that th- my question would be is started out doing what? Would it be this podcast or just start out in the army? You know what I mean? Like in my career? Yes, those two. So oh, you just did it. Those two. Okay. So my career, what I wish I had started out was that I would have paid more attention to what some people said and frankly went to school sooner. You know what I mean? Like started doing college and stuff at a lower uh, at a a junior rank versus now now it's like because i stay so busy with my job it's i have to find free time to be able to actually get schooling done um so that's one and with a podcast what i wish i'd have known then when we started to i know now is i guess i would just say that the quality of the mics the quality of the mics yeah definitely uh, because obviously the Yeti is really nice. That's what we're using right now. You and I both have the same exact mic. Um, and yep. I picked this up while I was here in Korea at the PX. Um, I had these other mics, but they just, they were cheaper. They just, they kind of, they distorted the sound and it's just, I, I like this. I wish I would have just went ahead and invested in a really good mic in the beginning because I can actually hear when I, when we're, when I'm trying to do the editing and it actually sounds good with a playback. So what about you? All right. So for my career, I wish I'd have known the things we have discussed on the first 49 episodes. Ooh, I think that everything we have covered would have made me a better soldier and then a better junior leader and a much better senior leader than I am. 
I'm not terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not great by any stretch of imagination, but I think that the things we have talked about on this podcast really would have enhanced my, um, my career. I I just, I truly do. Wow. Um, and yeah, that's why, that's why I put that one. I've been thinking about that one the whole time. And I was like, I'm going to get this one. Brian's not asking this. I'm asking this, (laughs) uh, for Mm. the podcast. Oh man. I think that if so, it's saying wish you had known. I think that uh, I underestimated the um, scheduling for the two of us. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, so I get nervous when we only have. You know, we just went through a period. Right now, we're building, but we just know a period where we literally was recording the episode that was gonna probably air that week or the next week. Yeah. And um, oh, yeah. it's stressful for me. So I know it's stressful for you. Yes, it is. But I wish I'd have realized because, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the Q uh, buildup is important. And I'm hoping that over the Christmas uh, schedule, because we get a little different schedule, you know, in our in the military, I'm hoping that we can get up over a few episodes in the bank, like 10, <laughs> because life happens, right? Life yes. happens. Um so, yeah, the scheduling um, difficulties that we've had, I think I'd, I wish I'd have known to expect that, um, especially when we were co-located, because I really feel like that I didn't commit enough when we were co-located that we could have probably we could have probably done at least five more episodes than we did when we were both at Fort Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And I wish if going back in hindsight, I wish we I would have been like, hey, Brian, we need to record. Hey, Brian. But I just didn't. I think for me, I didn't realize how serious that you were at the time. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of was like, okay, I'll do this thing because, you know, I trust Brian. Right. But I just I didn't realize what it was going to be. And now, I mean, I'm excited by it. But, yeah, I wish I'd have realized then it took it. I'd have jumped in all in. Um Instead of being myself and being a little hesitant, like, uh, yeah, but instead, ooh, we'll instead, of like, my friend, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, watch and, and then just play catch up. Like, that's I, bro, you're the idea that you just said about the yeah. whole scheduling thing that is like the most nerve wracking yes. part about this whole show. It really is. <laughs> like, it's like you've, yeah. you're always busy, I'm always busy, and then all of a sudden, like, there's something going on on a weekend, maybe, or something has to happen. Uh, I mean. Just yeah. for instance. And then we're committed. Yeah. You know, we're committed to our audience that, hey, we're going to get one every week. So then there's that pressure. Like, yes. what happens if we can't get one this week? Like, yeah. So I wish I'd uh, I wish I'd understood that sooner for the podcast. <laughs> and I definitely think that episode one through 49, and I'm telling you that 51 through whatever is also valuable for somebody. Oh, yeah. Um, but I wish I'd have, I'd have known the inf- some of this information we're talking about, these books that we've read, uh, science-like ability. Uh, in particular, that one stands out. I wish mm-hmm. early in my career I'd have known these things. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait to the the next two episodes after this one. Uh, if you remember correctly, we we dive into some how more stuff that's really important. So, I mean, it's just, oh, man, there's so much my out man. there. Man. Yep, I can't wait. First team. <laughs> America's first team. He is a hero. He is just phenomenal. All right. So here we go. 
I got another one for you. I li- right. I like this question, and I already ha- I have an answer. I can't wait to hear what yours Hopefully. is. I want to see if yours is anything like mine. What do you think is the most common reason for people failing or giving up? Oh, man. Ooh, that's interesting. What do you think is the most common reason for people failing or giving up? I don't know, Brian. It's it's so many different reasons. I don't know what would be the most common. I mean, some people just don't have. Um, well, think about what you've observed. That maybe that. So let me tell you. I'm I'm gonna tell you actually a little quick story about not giving up first. Uh, so young soldier, probably about 120 pounds, and she's out taking this new army combat fitness test, right? And she does the deadlift. And then she does, uh, what was the next, the ball toss. She doesn't do as well in the ball toss, but she gives it her effort. You know what I mean? Like she is really trying, uh, and it's diagnostic. So we're not talking about anything that's going to hurt her career yet. Uh, but it wasn't those, it wasn't any of the six of the, so of the six events, there was one event where she really caught my attention. So I, and she was in my lane. So she was testing just before me. Um, the sprint drag carry. So for those that ha- are not military, so basically it's a 25 meter down and back course. And every event you do 25 down, 25 back. So she takes off, does the sprint, comes back. Again, she's about 120 pounds. She grabs the handles to the sled for the drag portion. The sled is 90 pounds plus the couple of pounds for the sled itself. It, it's... It's not a very heavy sled, but the bottom line is there's at least 90 pounds on here, right? This soldier pulled and she tugged and she drove with her legs because you're dragging it backwards, first of all, which to me makes it more difficult because nobody does stuff like this backwards. Brian, when I tell you that soldier never, ever even showed a sign of quitting, she drugged that thing. Now, it took her forever. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on her a little bit. She needs to improve her time, but she drugged that sled solid for about two and a half minutes. She did not quit at any point, and I was impressed. Again, yeah, she didn't make the time that she needed to make, um, but she did. You know, she does the drag, and then you do like a lateral, and then you do the carry forty pound dumbbells in each hand. So now she's got eighty pounds in her hands, hundred twenty pounds. Does not quit. Takes off. Does that. So, I, so that determination, that drive. So I think that the real question is, what makes somebody like that have that drive? And now that answers the other question: is some people just lack that drive, but I don't understand why or where that lack of drive comes from. You know, some it could be. So for me, my drive comes from pride. I went out there with the idea that I'm going to take this army combat fitness test. I'm going to test it out and I'm going to do the minimums. I'm not out here to improve anything. And then I went out there and I absolutely did not do minimum of anything mm-hmm. because it's just not that. That's, I, so when Brian says, Hey, how'd it go? I don't want to be like, well, I did the minimum because that, that would hurt my pride. And I think that a lot of it comes from that. So when you say, Hey, what causes somebody to not quit or fail i think it's that drive i think drive is key if they lack that drive and that reason what's your motivation you know you see and 
TV when they're like an actor. Well, what's my motivation for the scene? Well, what's your motivation to succeed? What's your motivation not to give up or fail? And if you don't have that component, that that's it right there. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, um, that young lady you spoke of, did she make it all the way to the kettlebell carry? She did everything. Yep. She did the kettlebell carry. That's what I was saying. 80 pounds down and back. That's another 80 pounds. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just awesome, man. Yeah. 80 pounds down and back. Yeah, that's heart. That's a lot of heart. Yeah. No. Excellent. And I mean, little, little short. Like she's very short, very small soldier. She did the leg tuck. Like I said, she, she did everything um, where other people came out. So we talk about the giving up and failing. Other people came out. I was like, I can't do that. Mm. Like literally, so what mm. my, my the young lady that works in the office with me, she's the NCOIC of you know the testing, and she said people would come out and put their hands on the bar for the deadlift and be like, "Yep, can't do it," and just walk away. Well, one of us because there's no consequence, right? Like if they fail, it's diagnostic, and they're not take they just didn't take it serious. So again, pride. I'm a senior leader, the senior leader, one of the senior leaders. I'm not going out there and putting 80 pounds on. You know what I mean? Uh, like, wow. Uh, now, granted, if you have some kind of limitation, physical limitation, a profile, something like that, all right, I'll give you that. But yeah, no, that young lady, and we'll just call her Q, super impressive. And she already is impressive at work. She's got a work ethic. She works hard. If you call her, it'll be done. Whatever it is you ask her to help you with or do for you, it will be done. That's the kind of. Uh, trooper she is and hopefully she can overcome this acft because that's the type of person we don't want the acft to force to have to get out of the military because she is small in stature but she's a monster and her heart so i said she's about 120 her heart is that of a 200 pound man like she's just got a heart that's awesome Um, so yeah it was pretty cool to watch i enjoyed it and i told her that too i told her you were impressive that was amazing so what do you think? What, what's your thoughts on this <clears throat> common reason for people failing or giving up? Fear of failure. That is my answer. It's very short, very simple, very sweet, but I'll explain it. Fear of failure usually comes from failing previously. And then what happens is, is yeah. the fear of failure gets in our brain and then we don't want to do it. For instance, let's say you know, you've lifted a lot of weight one time and it fell and you thought you were going to get hurt. Well, now you have that fear in the back of your mind that you could fail again and it could actually hurt you. Or that let's say that you were trying to complete a project by within a certain time frame but didn't get it done. Now you may be a little hesitant to volunteer to be a part of that because last time you didn't, you almost didn't make it or you didn't make it. Now you're scared that if you fail, that's going to make you look bad. So a lot of people are scared of fear of failure. And I can tell you right now, Ed, that's, that was, that's still is one of my driving uh, motivations to get things done is the fear of failure. I, I, I hate to fail. So I just, I'll just push myself to the limits. So I don't fail. Wow. So that's interesting, Brian, because we're going to go ahead. I want every, all the listeners to focus on what Brian just said. I'm going to ask the next question and then I'm going to answer it, uh, Brian, and I'm going to use what you just said. All right. So the next question is what's something you failed at? So, Brian, young soldier, primary leadership development course, hurt, went anyway, failed the APFT, absolutely failed, did not go to the clinic because I didn't want to get dropped from the course, drove on, took the retest, 
failed by a minute on the run. And from that day forward for a while, I feared the PT test. Absolutely panic. Uh, just feared it because I was afraid that now if I fail back at the unit, one, I've got this mark on me because I failed at school, which that's still in my record, by the way. The bad 1059 dismissed me from that course is in my record. And you still um, got promoted to master sergeant. Wow. And still made mass iron. It was a lot of work. Somebody once told me you're going to have to be great from this point forward. <laughs> um, <clears throat> actually, it was so funny enough. It was the commandant who was dismissing me because I knew him. We bowled on a lead together. Command Sergeant Major um, Arnett told me that. He said, you're going to have to be great for this not to hurt you later. And I never I didn't know what he meant until later. You know what I mean? But. You do, you do absolutely. When you fail something, so I got this black mark. Now I'm back at the unit. Now I, the unit's already angry because I failed, right? Because I got dismissed. Now I'm worried. Oh well, if I fail again, now we're talking about ending careers, and that is where that like now what I did is as I would look for ways to be a sick call ranger. So now, oh, PT test. I was that guy, Brian, and this is something I've never told. I don't think I've told anybody. I was that guy that was like, oh, my gosh, PT test. I got to go to sick call. What's wrong with me? What can I get them to give me a profile for so I don't have to take this PT test? Um, And it took a leader, right, uh, Tyrone Hamlin. It took a leader to bring me back and get me back on track and get me to take a PT test pass it see that it wasn't it wasn't the end all i was catastrophizing and move forward and he's one of those ones that i always thank uh when i get promoted you know you do the facebook post and he's one of the ones and it, and it was this so when you say what's something you failed at i go right back to the reasons and when you said that it immediately clicked in my mind that uh fear of failing that's, that was a good answer to the last question, wow. and it helped me with this question, Brian. So, wow. So my question to you, my friend, is what's something you failed at? All right, so I'm going to answer this, and I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, it's probably going to correlate to one of the questions we have on here that I figured we were probably saving until the end, and you probably know which one it is. I am. Um, yep. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that one, but it's going to associate very much to it. Um, something I failed at. Uh, like I actually get emotional when I talk about it, man. Uh, being a dad to my oldest daughter. So I have an older daughter. She is 19 years old. She lives in California. She lives with her grandmother. Um, I was previously married and she, during the, in the divorce, she got custody of her. And I feel like I, I didn't put my career before her or anything like that, but I had to have a way to provide. Right. And like every day I've beat myself. I, I think I beat myself probably up one, at least once a day thinking to myself how much I felt like I failed being her dad and not just her provider. You know what I mean? Like, and I, it's to the point where it affects my relationship with my children, my two youngest children um, and how I interact with them that it's, I, I almost feel like I overcompensate sometimes. Um, but the good thing is, is, um, man, whew, wow, dude, you really, that one, uh, that one hit me hard. Cause I'm a, it's kind of hard to hold in. Uh, um, the crazy thing is 
is we're so fortunate that she reached out to us, my wife and I, and she talks to my wife more than she talks to me, which is amazing because I want them to have a relationship too. Cause my wife is uh, like one of her biggest worries. It, it was, I hope she's going to accept me for who I am type thing. You know what I mean? Like, because she's my wife, but it's mm-hmm. not her real mom, but she, tr- I mean, she talks to her like she's her real mom, you know? And it's, it's so scary because you know, you don't know what to expect at first, but now it's like, we've actually got some type of relationship. And even when we, when I get back to the States, you know, she's supposed to come visit a certain time and we're going to, you know, obviously we're going to play for plane tickets and stuff like that. that Cause I mean, it's the right thing to do to make sure she can come see us. But it's funny how it's worked its way out. And somebody once told me, and it was a good friend of mine because I was like, I mean, I, I've been tore up about this for years. When I say years, Ed, I mean, I went from 2004, April 8th of 2004 was the last time I saw her. And I didn't see her. I didn't physically see her again until her high school graduation this past year. May of 2018. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. So I went, I went that long without seeing her. So it was like, wow, you know, and, and somebody had told me, he's like, she'll realize the truth and she'll, you know, she'll, you know, accept who you are and stuff like that. So, but that's, that's something I always felt like I failed at. I can't say it was a failure. I was a failure. I just, I felt like I failed and I didn't, I, 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 tr- and Michelle knows this. I, I could have done more. I feel like I could have done more. I could have pushed things and pressed things. But you remember that we just mentioned fear of failure? That's part of it. I was scared that I would completely lose everything. So I did, you know. Uh, but that's uh, that's uh, that's my that's something a, I failed that I felt like. That is, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one, Brian. But it's amazing that you were able to, to you know, to share that with our audience. And I, mm-hmm. and I think there's going to be a lot of value added for our audience listening to that. because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is I mean, when when we when we talk about failing in in our in our jobs or you yeah. know, but now when you start talking personal life, like after the job is gone, that's still there. So, I think it was crucial that you shared it. I really think it was awesome and, and I yeah. you know, like I, said, <clears throat> excuse me, like I said, I hope that the audience realizes how difficult that was and they take something from that. And I think they will. Absolutely. All right, man. I'm going to move to the next one. We're not going to dwell upon that one. And I like this one because you kind of told me what you would put on it, but I want to hear your uh, actual podcast <laughs> answer. And you know exactly what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> All right, here we go. <sighs> if your podcast had a billboard on the highway, what would be on it? Well, <laughs> don't you feel say like the first, the first thing, thing told is- me. No, the first thing is it has to be attention grabbing. Um, so here's what I would I would put on there. I would put some huge influential people on there, some some photos, and I would just put uh, what something like what is influencing you or what's your influence, and just have like you know like George Washington, Lincoln, Napoleon, some of these other guys who have been like historically, you know, perceived as great leaders, whether they were diabolical or not, they were still leaders, but yeah, what, what is in, you know, I'm going my history major military history guy. So let's say Dick winners. Let's say how more George Washington 
and my main man, Leonidas, going, what's influencing you? And that would be it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I'm going to reference, uh, I'm going to reference a, a particular website. Um, it's the instinctiveinfluencers.com. Uh, if somebody would like to go there, you can go ahead and look at that up. And if you go to, uh, the meet the voices tab and you scroll down past my picture Uh-oh. and you go to a large picture of a <laughs> big burly man holding his poodle in a Starbucks cup right there. That's the picture I would put on it. And then I would I would definitely put words kind of <laughs> of the nature of what makes him so influential. Well, listen to the instinct of influencers. That's I think that would catch like somebody who see that big giant dude with that little tiny dog and that that frou-frou cup of coffee, which actually was my cup of coffee. I just had you hold it so I could take the picture. <laughs> I remember. Yes, you did. Yeah. And <laughs> actually, um, so funny thing, Ed, um, on top of that, that that's that would be mine. You know, I, I would want to like I would want people to be curious of what Thanks. makes you so influential. Um funny thing, side note, I haven't finished it yet, but there may or may not be that same picture, uh, just the face of you. That's it, made into a sticker soon. So I'm just gonna let people know, either a sticker or magnet. I'm I'm still <laughs> jumping back and forth, and it's just oh that big God. giant Ed Haley smile with his sunglasses and his hat on. That's all I want, just that that face. And that way, I can and it just won't go in. That picture will not go away. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna tag it everywhere, my friend. Uh, yeah, there's going to be stickers everywhere. So, yeah, but that's uh, that is my answer <laughs> to the billboard. <laughs> oh, man. So, funny enough, we went to a market uh, yesterday here in Germany. Uh, and when I carry the poodle, I get all kinds of people stop, want to pet her, looking, gawking, speaking in German, pointing at me. When my wife, she doesn't get it as much. So I'm pretty sure it's got to do with the size differential and the poodle being in a front hanging backpack as I walk through the Christmas market. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the Viking with his poodle. <laughs> yeah. We're going to leave my general alone. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. All right. So we got a few more. Right, here, Ed. So, what, what's yeah. your next pick? All right. Let's go with an easy one. What is your death row meal? So that means the last meal we could ever have. Oh man. Um, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I know exactly what my death row meal is going to be. It is going to be the okay. biggest, fattest, juiciest steak I could ever have. I'm going to die anyways. I mean, the steak's going to kill me too, but yeah. <laughs> I don't see I'm serious, it. man. I, see I haven't had it. <laughs> I've had a steak. I haven't had a steak since 2009. Like that's, that's oh, how yeah. long yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, That's fair. That yeah, is yeah. fair. You're, Actually, you're you're gonna, go anyway. it was 2010. Ethan was born um, in 2010. And I remember the last steak I had. I actually, it was the night Ethan was born. Michelle and I, we met Michael Taylor. He had come uh, up from Arizona. We met him at, um, I want to say it was Texas Roadhouse. Or it was mm. Outback. It was one of the two. We met him there, and I had a nice juicy steak. But it wasn't. It was. It was a, a long uh, a New York strip, so it wasn't really too fatty. But I'm talking, dude. 
I'm talking like the 72 ouncer that you can get in like Amarillo, Texas, <laughs> like just the, the old big, 96er. From, yeah. What was that like movie? I'm, I'm probably <laughs> going to die from, I'm going to die <laughs> from eating at least half of it before I finish the whole thing. And then you know, there's no more death row. So yeah, it, because it would absolutely kill me. Yes. <laughs> Hope you don't get a stay of execution. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, man? What's your death row meal? I'm a simple man. I also want a big, giant, thick, juicy steak cut up into cubes and put on my pizza. <laughs> Everything is pizza. pizza. Yeah, uh, that's I just awesome, want a man. Pizza. I, no, I just want a meat pizza. We can throw ham, salami, whatever you want to throw in there, but steak. Just big cubes of steak. Yeah. Wow. I'm a simple man. I love pizza. Love pizza. It's got to be brick oven, too, by the way. It should be made in one of those uh, big, giant ceramic egg-looking ovens. Um, heated to exact... No. <laughs> is the Haley... Do the Haley clan... Do they do they come from the uh, the Italian world or anything like that? We do not. We do oh. not. We're going to our homeland for Thanksgiving, so... Oh, you're Irish. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. I want a big pizza and a big liter of mead on the side. A liter of what? Mm. Mead, honey wine. Oh, mead. there you go. Okay, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. A big liter full of it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Uh, but yeah, simple man, pizza. So right. was that me? Or was that you? It's my turn to pick the next one. Yep, I pick the next one. Oh boy! All right, so I think what I think what we're gonna do is yeah, I'm gonna go with this next easy one, and then it looks like the last three on this on this right here. Oh wait, we have two more over here. I forgot about. All right, so here we go. So, what are you not very good at? Displaying emotions. It's easy. I'm not. I'm not good at emotion. Uh, it's something again that my wife and I have talked about. We've talked about it at length and the need to improve, but hey, I just am not good at, um, I guess not displaying emotion. I'm not good at understanding emotion. I don't understand when somebody gets upset about a friend not calling them or speaking to them. That doesn't compute with me. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, so that that's definitely that's an easy one for me. Uh this one's tough for me. Um it's not that I'm I and that's the thing. There's probably a bunch of things that I don't notice that I'm not good at that somebody else may notice. Um but to me it's like uh um cause, and also it's like been my goal the whole time we've been doing this show every time we learn something new like I'm like, "Oh, I maybe I'm not so good at that. I'm going to try to do better with that." Uh but let's um I would definitely have to say, at times, my procrastination. I, I'm not good at time management sometimes. One. I would definitely say. like That's a good and one. And it's certain <laughs> things, though. It's only certain things. Like, when it, when it comes to schoolwork, like, I am the worst. I will put it off until the last minute and then do it. Like, I, I still, tonight, before I go to bed tonight, uh, I have to take two tests <laughs> and record Oof. some video. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's uh, i mean it, it's just one of those things man like i don't know i'm i sometimes i suck at that 
And it's just, and it's certain things too. It's like at work, I'm not bad about procrastinating. I'll just knock stuff out. But something like that, like, uh, I mean, it's like, hey, I already got a master's. Why am I working on another one? Oh, <laughs> Whatever, you know. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. just, I don't know. Weird, but, but that's uh, that was my answer. So don't forget, we also have these other ones that are from a particular person. Um, yeah, I'm gonna grab one of them right now, and actually, I, I mean, really, I'm gonna answer the first one, hold the second one because the second one I'm gonna be able to answer. The second one is an answer to the first one too. Anyway, so this comes from the wonderful, excellent, great. Did I tell you my wife made me a mess of nachos? Like literally a whole cookie sheet of nachos last weekend. It was so amazing. Um, <laughs> so it comes from her. It comes from my wife. So it says, I myself prefer your discussion and interview shows rather than lectures. Charisma segments have been brilliant in my opinion. I think that's what IMO means. I'm wondering what discussion and interview shows you have coming up and when we can possibly expect them. So the first one, of course, will be recorded here in about two weeks. And Tammy's already tracking this, but I'm going to answer it for the audience. So the idea is that because we talked about the sibling throwdown being such a big thing for my siblings and I, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk a little bit about influence in our lives as three siblings generationally like a huge gap It's 12 years between me and my sister and then my brother and her a little bit closer three years um we all took different paths we all were, live in different areas of the world we all have different very different careers so i think that the discussion will be good on that one so that we got this Haley sibling uh episode i have another interview that i'm gonna talk about in the when the other question comes up so we'll talk about that. And then a very good friend of mine uh, I grew up with, he is a coach in Southern Maryland for basketball, girls basketball, has been for a number of years. And I have approached him about possibly doing an interview, and, and he will. I just got to hash out the time. But we're going to talk about kind of the influence of a coach. Um, he's been coaching girls basketball for a few years. What made him become a coach? What's uh, a way people can get involved in that? Because he is also on, I want to say, like the board of directors or something for the coaching association. So I think that would be a good interview for us to influence people to get out in their community and do stuff like that. Like what was his influence? What made him do that? And uh, if I can keep him PG rated, he probably can provide a lot of insight into who I am as a person. Like I said, we've we have uh, shared some of the same problems. We've gone through some of the same pain together over the years. We, we were very, very close growing up. Now we're, we're friends. We're great friends. We're just, you know, don't speak as much as. So those are the ones I have. I have three I'm, I'm looking at right now on tap. I, I would love to be able to set something up with my uh, new Facebook friend, Helen Ayers Patton. I have not approached her, so I can't say for sure that would even happen, but I think that would be a good interview too. So uh, you got anything on tap, mm -hmm. Brian? What are you thinking? Uh, I'm definitely thinking, so talk about interviews and shows she like, and she enjoys that. And I think, I think it's because of how we connect with those types of shows. Uh, I'm going to start off with saying like that I have a, as a gentleman that I've, I've worked with here, he's now in another organization, but he's still there in the area. Matter of fact, I just, as a matter of fact, I just ran into him at the gym yesterday and I told him, Hey, cause I'd asked him, Hey, do you mind doing an interview? Um, 
And I said, Hey, are you still good for that? Because I'd love to still do it. And he's like, Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and, and I think it was going to take a look at, he's, he's a professional soldier, but on the side, he also has a business he's trying to run. And, and on top of that, the people he's running that business with, they also have a company, uh, podcast that they're doing. So, the podcast Ooh. is off of that business. So he's also, he's already in, and I actually gave him some advice of the things that I've been doing or I did. He actually went and got the same Yeti mics we have. Ed. <laughs> so he's kind of one, he's one that we've kind of looked at. And then, um, I, we've already kind of recorded them, but they, as of right now, because we're, when we're recording this, they hadn't, it hadn't been released yet. And I think, it's funny how it, you know how everything worked out, but we just did the we had the, uh, the Furman and 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 Rick Williams or Bitter Ninja. Uh, yeah, it wasn't really an interview; it was more of a discussion. It's things like that I really enjoy because it literally and that's all that show was. It was just a it's just a discussion. It was just four guys just talking about leadership, you know, things like that. So, you know, I, I guess I want to say that once I get to Colorado, I, I've got quite a few. Uh, friends there too who i'd like probably sit down and have a chat with um but i want to ask the next question because i think this that i think that's uh, a key one too all right yeah. so you guys give a lot of information on leadership and influence from a male perspective being that i am a woman when can we start to hear more about the impact influence and leadership styles of women and it was a whole laundry list of individuals that uh she put on there and i i think that one that you talked about that's going to be one of those ones. And I think, I think, uh, I would definitely say that if, if I would look back at the questions that we just, we just kind of went through and it said, what are you not very good at? I think that's definitely one of the, I'm going to answer that question with this one is we haven't, I, I feel like we haven't done a, a justice yet by saying, you know what, we need to try to get more women on the show too, because I mean, we had, you know, we had Captain Holtz. That was kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Prior to that, I think it was just our two wives, which we're also in the plans of trying to have those two back on, uh, which would be kind of cool also. Uh, yeah. But I think I think that's definitely something that you know you and I had. I mean that that may that's a that's a goal we can set and we can like okay well, how do we how do we further develop that and and we make it a well rounded show so everyone feels like they get something out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think this one's interesting, too, because like I, I get where Tammy's coming from. Um, and I, I do think that we 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 can look at that. Um, we did kind of. So, you know, last she talked about the charisma segments. Right. And the charisma segments we got from the uh, from the podcast. The was the art of manliness. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the, name of the podcast. Yes. Exactly. But I think that's it. Um, but the the articles were also based on the charisma myth um, and the author for the, those books were, was a female. So maybe we, you know, we could have probably done better. We could have probably just broke down the charisma myth book and, and done that. But uh, I think the, the key to this question from Tammy is she's really given us something to work forward, uh, work towards in these next 50 episodes. So the reason I said I was holding one of my interviews off is so I have a very good friend of our family, um, Charmaine Richardson, and I am trying to set something up. She is working on a nonprofit. And um, so Charmaine has an interesting story. I don't want to give away too much. I just promise my listeners, our listeners, that if you want to talk about somebody who has a influence, this is Charmaine is it. 
Uh, easily, Charmaine's story could also appear on my favorite, mm-hmm. uh, other favorite podcast, the Team Never Quit podcast. Very easily, she would fit in over there. Uh, and and as we record this, she so she is um, in a wheelchair. Yesterday, she won the uh, Miss. Let's see, I gotta get it right. Miss Wheelchair Maryland 2020 pageant. So congratulations to her. Um, it, it was an awesome thing that she's very uncomfortable about doing, but she did it. And this is kind of her whole story is like that. So that is going to be an interview that I'm working on. Hopefully I can get it where Brian, I, the issue really is she's in, in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Brian's in Korea. I'm in Germany, quite the uh, time zone swag going on there. So if we can work it uh, before Brian goes back to the States, when we will, if not, we will get it after, but I think it'll be a great interview and a very, very influential uh, young lady. And I know that my wife would a hundred percent agree with that. Um, knowing her story, she's just awesome. So those, that that's some things. And yeah, we need to look forward, look uh, into some others, Brian. I think, I think that uh, Tammy brings up a good point. Absolutely, man. I agree. So what do we got next, Ed? What's the next one? We got three right there. All right. Well, I don't have three questions. You have three questions. I have two. <laughs> uh, so this is this is. I think this one's an interesting one as well. What's something you think the Instinctive Influencers Podcast does for the audience? I would say it helps open up ideas of how they can possibly improve where they are now. Okay. You know, and we've said it before. It's like we, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider any any person that listens to the show as they they aren't anything that we talk about, and we're going to improve everything about them. I think they all have strengths, they all have weaknesses, and they probably share those with you and I. And they're able to develop off of the different topics. For instance, you just mentioned we just had a three part series on charisma it's funny your wife said pretty much the same thing my wife said she (laughs) loved it she enjoyed it she felt like we were really connecting on that and we were able to kind of display what it means um and and if you go into uh, the different discussions we've started to have um with just whether it be about a book uh the next two episodes coming up i i adore the idea that we that you kind of came up with and we ran with Uh, i love it um so i think what we're doing is we're opening up doorways for people to walk in and out it's that opportunity to become a better influencer does that make sense no it, it really does um and and my answer is very similar just uh, short and sweet um we are arming them with tools to be influential we're arming them with um some tools to make them great leaders influencers to have an impact yes to leave a footprint, whatever way you want to say it, but we're arming them. I feel like, like I said earlier, when we talked about the question, um, what do I wish I had known when I started out? Like, I mean, I'm a 20 year, 21 Mm -hmm. plus years soldier. And I wish I'd have known some of the stuff we've talked about in episode one through 49. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love it. All right, here, Ed, here you go. All right. What advice would you, would you give someone who is about to take on a leadership role at work. Mm. Hmm. I would tell them, there's a couple of things, but mainly be humble. Don't be afraid to ask for help mm. and read. 
read, read, read. Knowledge is power. And if you read leadership books or, you know, again, I can still go back to that same thing with something, with something you wish you had known when you started out. I wish I'd have known the value of lifelong learning and reading uh, when I started out. So, mm. yeah, those are the things I definitely you got to check your ego. You got to be willing to ask for help. And I think that the, the knowledge is power thing would work great for you if you're just starting out in a leadership role. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I would definitely, I think if, uh, if you're unaware of what servant leadership is, I talk to soldiers all the time and I'm like, Hey, you ever heard of servant leadership? Oh, what's that? Well, I need you to look it up and then come back and let me know. But if you're unaware of what servant leadership is, you got to look it up. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out what it is. Cause it, it, I think it matches what you said, humility. Right. And, uh, and then understanding that you don't know everything and you need to read and get into stuff and figure out things. Uh, I also, I would even fall back on the answer I gave earlier. And it was about, I'm going to invest. I'm going to build the people around me and I'm going to trust that they can do the right things. And you kind of have to go into a new leadership role uh, with that in mind, because if you go in, I'm going to tell you right now, if somebody goes into a new leadership role and they think they're going to walk in and change everything, you, you already started off on the wrong foot. You went the wrong direction. You should have never went that way. You need to observe first. That is your job is to observe and see what's going on because I guarantee you there was a reason why it's still functioning. That means there's stuff that's working. So don't you don't want to go in and start changing. But So observe, but hey, invest in people, build the team, and trust them that they'll do what's right. And show all that humility. Ed, you had it, man. Yeah, I, I, it is. And I think that that's something that you and I, you know, in the military, they teach us that uh, as leaders, when you go to a new position, new place, kind of take a moment and observe. Don't go in guns blazing. Now, of course, when you're a junior, junior leader in the military, a sergeant like E5 type, you're not gun blazing anyway because you're really – you're in charge, but you're not top of the food chain. Then when you start getting promoted and you get into a senior level. So for you, you are the senior uh, NCO in your organization, in your company, not your battalion, but your company. Um, So you can't come in guns blazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have to take a yeah. moment, yeah, yeah. observe, make for me. I've always thought make subtle changes first. And then in gradually increase because you can make those subtle changes, see how they respond to those subtle changes, and then you can go guns blazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Break yeah. out the Tommy I, gun. <laughs> I laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I laughed real quick, man, because in my organization, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I, I have to title a little bit different. I'm the senior enlisted position. But I do have two star majors in my company <laughs> who definitely outright me. So, Hi, Brian. It's Tammy. I have a question for you for my sister. Um, her question is, like you, I have a child with autism. My question is, how does he influence you in your everyday life? And how do you, in turn, influence him? Well, Tammy, since you sent this question in to, uh, on, on our closed Facebook page, uh, I've been thinking about it. I told you a minute ago. I've been thinking about it ever since you sent it in. And I, as a, it's, it's, it seems to be a convoluted answer, but then again, I can make it really simple. Uh, how does he influence me in my everyday life? 
I've had to learn how to re-communicate with people because a child with autism doesn't, they don't always understand what it is you're telling them. So you have to, if they don't understand, you have to figure out another way to talk to them. Right. Uh, for instance, if I say, Ethan, stop pulling my leg. He's like, but I'm not touching you, dad. And he doesn't realize that I'm actually kind of, I'm using that in, in a sense to where, you know, stop joking, stop, you know, stop trying to lie to me or something like that. And, and Ethan's not one to lie because he, I don't even think he understands it at mm -hmm. all. Um, but I've learned how to communicate with people and then identify. And that's, a, this is the other crazy thing I've learned. Like when I start talking to people at work, I'm like, Oh, they have a touch of Asperger's. It looks like, or, you know, so you start actually seeing different things and it makes you respect people more and to right. learn how to deal with people because of the way I was raised. I can't raise my kid like that. I cannot raise my kid the way I was raised. Um, because we were uh, forced uh, through basically hitting or something, you know, of that nature. Right, like, right. So I, if you if you were to describe our childhood, it was, I, I think, it, and I'm not, and I've said this before on the show, I don't blame her uh, for the things that happened, but it was very abusive. And Ethan could not be raised like that. He can't be raised in that atmosphere. So Michelle and I have gone through a lot of different things and we've, we've had an amazing uh, behavior health, uh, specialist who has helped us learn. And it's, it's crazy because now, now I'm, I think he's teaching me how to be a better leader. Right. That's what I think. Um, and then you taught, you said, and how do you in turn influence mm -hmm. him? Um, every day is a challenge. Uh, for instance, Ethan does CrossFit now on his own. Uh, he wants to work out and I think it's because he wants to, he, Michelle says he wants to be like his dad and that like that right there. It's insane. Cause, uh, I can't, I would never let Ethan join the army. Right. You know, right. like I love everything about it, but it, I, it would destroy him. Mm -hmm. it, and I'm not saying that he couldn't handle physical. I just, I, I know the things we go through and it would be complete torture to him. And I could never allow my, my boy to be tortured. And it's, it's more of a mental. Right. No, I can see that because he's, he's, he's so empathetic. Mm -hmm. Like he feels mm -hmm. everything that he does. Yes. Um, and so I totally agree with you on that. There's no way that, that he would, he would be able to survive in the army. Not at all. Now, do we hope we wish him the best and he, he grows up, you know, he kind of, cause you don't grow out of it. There's no such thing. Uh, right. No. He no. learns how to cope with it. And do we want him to learn how to cope with it? Absolutely. I would love to Ethan one mm -hmm. day to be married and have children. Um, but I'm also, right. uh, I'm also willing to say, Hey, he's getting the guest quarters the rest of my life. And I, he's my buddy. So, you know, I mean, I'm his dad, but he's also my little buddy and he could always, he always has a place with me, you know? So it's, yeah, I'm, and your sister, your sister's name again, Tara, Tara, how old is her child? Um, Matthew is, oh my goodness. Matthew's five. Yeah. I think he just turned five. Well, Tara, Matthew's going to have struggles and use them. Use the mom. I promise you it's not going to get easier. It's going to just get tougher as they get older. Um, but just listen to him, listen to his noises, listen to who, you know, listen to his heart because they do have a big tender heart. And I would tell you just keep pressing. Don't stop. Be relentless. 
he needs to go through whatever therapies they have him do. I, what If I could tell you, um, years ago when Ethan was diagnosed at a young age, uh, we were worried he was never going to speak or anything like that. And here he is. He can hold her. He holds a conversation and it might be about Minecraft or <laughs> something that he loves, but it, it's just amazing. Just the other day, actually two nights or a night ago, his sister was trying to sleep in my, in my wife's room with my wife. And this is Ethan. I love his, I love his, just how he is open and she's Michelle says, well, once you add Ethan, you can sleep in his room. And she, she was like, oh, I don't know. Ethan's like, you can sleep in here, but no snoring. And also I may fart tonight. So, I mean, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> he's so like, yeah, he's who he is. So Tara, um, just keep pressing forward. I guarantee you, if you're anything like your sister, you're going to do great at it. So. Awesome. It's awesome. Uh, that thank, but I think I think Tara for bringing it up. It's one of those things we don't talk about a lot on the show, and it's. Uh, I would definitely tell Tara why we, I don't talk about it so much on the show on the side if she ever wanted to know. But I, it's not something mm-hmm. I would put out on the show if that makes sense. Right. So some things that stay private. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Well, thank you, thank you so much for coming on, Tammy. My pleasure. <laughs> what do you work at Chick Fil A? <laughs> You better stop that. I'll give you back to Ed now. All right, here we go. Well, there you have it, Ed. We just went through a whole, what, 22 questions. What is it about you and I and 22? I don't know. Oh, it's because um, we love our soldiers. Yeah. But 22 questions for episode 50. It is in the books. Just got to wait for it to release, which... Yeah, man. I mean, I can't wait to I can't wait to see what the next fifty to a hundred to whatever how far we ever take this uh, go. But I mean, that a lot of good questions. Um, you know, I wanted to throw out real quick because you know you mentioned your wife had given you some questions. Well, I tell you that Michelle threw in a solid uh, block of these questions to us also. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> and then a few others come from other areas, um, and then the fact that we uh, we actually got to read some stuff from people who have emailed us or sent us text messages or, you know, or messages on Facebook. Like that, that's really cool. You know, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, no, this was, uh, yeah, this was pretty cool. actually, I really, <clears throat> I think the, uh, the final question, though, is the start show, my friend. What's that? Oh, oh no, nah, man. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we we'll see what the we we'll see what the audience thinks. I, yeah. I, you know, talk to your wife, see what she thinks. I think. I mean, I was I was really happy to hear her, and you brought her on to ask it because it was from her sister Tara, and that's that's just awesome. I I hope Tara still listens uh, even after this, and maybe we'll I don't know we may develop a show a little bit and kind of dive into some other things. You know, um, there's a certain person back in the states I've been wanting to do an interview with, uh, and that person has been a part of Ethan's life since we knew this. So maybe we'll, maybe we even talk to her a little bit and it'll help out other families because like, I think that would be amazing. We could talk all day long about influence. Yeah. We could talk about influence at work, but when it comes to the house and the home and the family, like that is like, you know, just as well as I do that, like that is like that core thing because I guarantee you, Ed, if your if your brother and sister at some point would have just been like, "Oh, this is stupid. I can't believe you." You know what I mean? They were, but they mm-hmm. listen to the show. You know what I mean? They support you. 
So it's like, wow, you know, even if I'm not influencing anybody else but my brother and sister, I'm going to do it. You know, my wife, she supports me all the time. My brother, my little brother has sent me messages a couple times about it. Um, it's just, it's what really kind of makes the show what it is, is the people around us. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that the, I think your idea of a episode that there you go, there's another interview episode, right? I think that would be, I think that would be a very good idea. Um, yeah. Oh. And it, it meets it meets that criteria that uh, that Tammy asked about with uh, a woman's perspective, which was great because I think we need to have it. Um, but also kind of touches on that. It really touches home with the uh, the special needs community too. And I think that's important. I mean, yeah. Um, so you know, like like I said before, I had to go back to the states. My cousin struggled with muscular dystrophy uh, for years and years, and so I mean, I think it's important awareness. Um, like I said, I want to interview Charmaine again. We're getting into the uh, into that community and trying to bring some knowledge and and stuff out there. So, um, yeah, those will be uh, those will be pretty stellar interviews. Oh man, I'm excited about these next fifty. <laughs> all right, it's gonna be awesome. I mean, we've got all kinds of stuff in the in the uh, queue for it. Uh, so, with that, Ed, do, is there anything else you want to tell the audience about before we kind of close this out, uh, man? I don't think so, Ryan. You say that like I should have something. I do. I, I definitely oh, want to. <laughs> what I like to talk about possibly is how people can actually connect with us. You know, they can connect with us through. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got that. Oh, okay. There you go, brother. <laughs> I got that part. I, you said the way you said it, I was like, is he getting it? Did I forget something? <laughs> so the audience can find us on uh, on multiple platforms of social medias on Twitter, on the uh, Instagram, or the book, Facebook as well at 101 Influence. Uh, we had the closed Facebook group. Then get in there. Um, I challenge them to get in there, sign up. Get into the group and get that group firing. Get some questions out there. Get some conversations going. Um, some ideas. Let's let's get some ideas. Go to the closed Facebook page and throw out some ideas for these next fifty episodes. Because yeah, we have ideas for some right now ourselves, but we don't have fifty ideas. So why don't you help us out? Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. So yeah, on all those platforms, check us out, Brian. Not you, Brian. I mean, they can check us out. I'm sure you already do. <laughs> <laughs> i listen on the weekend all week so especially when i'm editing hey so i gotta throw out a task man because we've we, we can't go without doing one. here's the deal we got a really good uh task not too long ago and it was actually answered by tammy ed's wife and she had <laughs> mentioned about empathy and we had talked about it through the show and then I, from what i gather She's also talked to Ed a little bit about oh, yeah. it. And she gave me a great idea about another good topic to hit upon on the show. So this is what I'm asking from you, the audience. Episode 50's task is what are some things you like to hear about or learn about? That's that's it. What are some things you want to hear about or learn about? And I think just put out what you think. We will develop wherever we can. We'll pull from different places. I mean, we've got our ideas, but we want to, you know, be able to help kind of spread that knowledge. Or if you have something that you know is really good and you want to share it, let us know. We'll we'll share it with you. So, well, with that, Ed, uh, they can reach at not only can they reach us on there, but they can send us private messages whenever they want. Yeah, to. yeah they can yeah. find us if you if you go join the group, you're going to find Ed and Brian. So it doesn't matter. Um, 
But I have nothing else for this show. This has been a lengthy one, but I think it's going to be a really good one. I, and I think the next couple ones are going to be amazing also. Yeah, I can't wait. With all that, I am Brian. And I am episode 50, Ed. <laughs> and this has been episode 50 of the Instinctive Influencers podcast. We thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.